everyone. I am Bree. Hey everyone, I'm Carrie. And, and this, this is CSI Talk. Today, we're talking about the second longest supervisor. He was the third supervisor in CSI Crimes Investigation. D.B. or D.B. Conan Russell. Yay, CSI Queen, King. I'm sorry, King, I'm a king. <laughs> and I'm sorry. it's Ted Danson. He's been around long enough. <laughs> I mean, I think he would take the title CSI Queen anytime. I think he's cool with that. His wife and kids would tease him to no end. We see, we actually see his daughter in one of the episodes. Yeah. Oh, I'm not talking a lot today because I got I got a flu and it's knocking my it's getting the best of my voice. I'm talking normally now, but Wednesday. It wasn't so good. I had almost no voice. So Bree's gonna do a lot more of the talking today. She's gonna be doing more of the talking. I'm gonna talk, but not as much as I usually do. Because it <laughs> I I've been doing some vocal rest since Friday and it's been helping, but me and Bree were talking for almost one hour before we started to record. So I started to cough. <laughs> but I'm okay. I'm okay. So let's so, when we first meet D.B., Nick is coming into the tram for the first episode of season 12, and they asked about the number of victims. Turns out it's new supervisor, Russell. Sarah just gave Nick a look because she knew what was going on, and Catherine gives Russell a Nick attitude. Greg just basically mentions how uneasy it's been. Saren tries to joke along with him about a pronouncing of a town. And she does not let Hodges Brown know him from the first scene they have together. That is amazing. Because as we know, and up until this point, Hodges was a major brandozer. And also in this and also the first in, episode, in this episode 73 seconds, we'll find out how Jesus is a tentacle porn. <laughs> there was a lot more information about Hodges than I would like to know at that point. And can I just say something? I love how his uh, nickname is DB because every time someone says DB, they think it means dead body. And when Catherine's leaving on Lowe's uh, in the wind, if I'm not mistaken, Doc gets a text saying DB and the room, I forgot the room number, and then he goes there, and it's, there's a DB there, but it's not a dead body. And also yep. in Immortality, when Grissom shows up, who, who tells Sarah that the B is in the office? Someone okay. tells Sarah. Eckley tells Sarah, oh, DB's calling, and, and Grissom's like, DB, 
He mouths to Sarah, who's DB? Yeah. And, <laughs> and Sarah being the queen just doesn't give him shit because I love, I live for Sarah's side of giving Gilgur some shit. And, in the first, and also in the first episode, Catherine is reacting to DB like how Riley reacted to her. The CSI writers, what was the reason? Well, I understand it because she was just demoted so she, and she was angry. That's understandable. Oh, I know it's understandable, but we said this a lot, how this Catherine being in a bad supervisor was just bad writing. Well, no, we saw it early on that she could be a bad supervisor from season seven, episode Red Room. Yeah, I know. Iconic episode too, but... <laughs> What oh, what I meant is that he deserves to to be demoted because if I don't know I don't I don't think I actually knew what happened, but I think he had worked with Sarah long enough to know that Sarah had a few doubts about what actually happened between Nate Haskell and and Ray. Even though all the evidence confirmed the storyline, he he had worked with Sarah long enough to know that Sarah didn't fully agree with her findings. So I think that's why he, I mean, he didn't, although Catherine is not the one to be punished by what Ray did, because even though, even though, even if Catherine had said, Go to Ray. Ray would have done it regardless of what Catherine. Of she what did Catherine... tell him to go home. Yeah. And she had done yeah. picked him up. But let's get back to Russell. So, a case that we never see, but a case from Sarah's past comes up. And Catherine warns DB about how Sarah can get mostly involved in cases. So he was be checking up on her, and actually, in a deleted scene of, of this particular episode, DB goes to Sarah on the bench in the hospital, asking her to go out for food to cheer her up and get to know her. <laughs> I love that scene. Oh, it's deleted though. It's a deleted scene because yeah, I know. I know. I just I love how DB really tries to get to know. Every one of her of of his team members, but you know what? I didn't really like when I didn't really like when Catherine just told uh, DB, "Oh, Sarah tends to get really emotional on cases." And I mean, no, I I was behind her because she was right in this case. Well, I know she was right in this case, but Ray got full-blown emotional. And that's, that's why she did this, because she did not want something to happen again like what happened with Ray. But you know what, I love, also, I know we're passing, I know we're going to be really going forward in this, but when, um, Finn first arrives to consult on the case, she tells DB, give me your best guy and to give me your best guy to meet me like in this room or something like that. Best and DB sends, sends Greg. 
And I'm like, oh, dragon, baby, best DSI. Aww. No, best for DNA, though. She needed somebody with DNA. Yeah, I know, but uh, even still, I was I thought that was so cute. But also, back back to his first episode when Catherine and Nick are arguing. And Catherine says, if you can't handle it, there's the door. DB sends a text to everybody saying family meeting. The family what yeah. keeps doing. Yes. Which also playing Catherine's final episode where they were sending text to DB's phone saying family meeting. And of course we saw DB and Nick go all cowboy when when the king's goons kidnapped DB's granddaughter. And this is probably where some of the fracture started to happen with Barbara. Yeah. She actually so. Yeah. And this is when Barbara started going to Seattle all the time. Hello, Seattle. Sorry, I have to do that. No, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, probably if this, if our show was about CSI Miami, I would have probably say a lot of a lot of things about Brazil. And we also meet Russell's son and the person the son was dating. She was basically a cargo. Russell did not like that. But granted, Russell was raised with hippie parents, even though Ted Danson is technically old enough to be hippie, but yeah, I, I thought about that and I was like, isn't he old enough to be Avery? How come is he, does he, like, what, what were they trying to do here? Yeah. But it's Ted Danson and he's been famous for decades. Yes. Which, I know I'm going to jump way forward. I did love Russell T. Ted Danson's reunion with one of his old guys from Cheers. Cliff Clavin. That's the character's name from the episode Cheers. Everybody, it's John Rottenberger, who you know as the voice from, I think, the pig from Toy Story. And many that's other. Him? And many other Disney stuff. Yes, that's John oh Rottenberger. Excuse, I'm sorry, but we were just talking about Disney things that we watched when we were grow up. <laughs> that's him? Yes. Okay. Oh That's my him. God. <laughs> Believe me, I have seen all of Cheers. I know what John Rosenberger looks like. Wow. Yes. And Russell, he is heavily involved with everybody. And it, I was like when Sarah opened up to him about her mother. Because Russell had a family member like that too. I'm just gonna say it. After Ray left, the team was a hot mess. Okay, the team as we know it was a hot mess. After Grissom left, the team was a hot. No, after Sarah left, the team was a hot mess. That team couldn't function. Okay, they the they had a good chemistry. They could work well in pairs. Like if you put Nick and Sarah together, if you put. Greg, Nick, and Sarah work in the case, you know, all of that. But if you put everyone in a case, 
they would bump heads. You know, and then BB came. And he kind of, well, brought everyone together. The team I mean, at times was still bumping heads because both Catherine and Nick were technically demoted. Oh, yeah, but I mean, that wasn't their fault, technically. Well, it was Nick's fault because he really helped Ray out. Well, Nick is Nick, right? I, I said this once and twice, maybe, but I don't really like to look too much into Nick's actions because if I do, I'll stop liking him. And he's been one of my favorites since season one, and I cannot do that because otherwise, I mean, who's going to occupy my top three? You know? Once Greg was up there, but then... I mean, DB is a great guy. You know what? occupy your top three. You know, so, so can Finn. Finn, exactly. And I said this once, and I'm gonna say it again. Finn should have lived to see mortality going on because I would have loved to see slapping Grissom's face. I would have loved to see that. And but, Finn's death was Russell's fallout of CSI in CSI and Vegas because after Finn died, I don't know if, and also probably would help cause his divorce with Robert. DB moved to DC to work with CSI Cyber. Where he would eventually date and fall in love with somebody and move to Paris. Well, I I think DB really knew how to supervise the team. That's why he took time to get to know each member. Yeah. And I, I think he was a better supervisor than Grissom. I mean, Grissom is one of my favorite CSI characters, but ZB was one of the best supervisors that they had. I, I'm talking about, oh, I'm talking about the original iteration of the show, but because Max came and she stole my heart, you know, shout out to Polyneusum. And by the way, they started shooting season two. Yes. I can't wait to see Catherine walking down the hall with purple skin. And for an interview, she left CSI in 2012 and comes back in 2022. You know what? I really, this is probably not going to happen. But I can see someone from the writer's team, someone that works on the show, please listen to me. Okay? Listen to me now. Malaria was in the episodes Willows in the Wind, okay? And he His used character in the episodes the leading up to Captain's meeting. He was, he was one of the FBI agents that invited her to the Bureau. And now he's playing the CSI. <laughs> so can you please just, make, just mention something, you know, like Catherine saying something like, oh, I met a guy just like you that invited me to the bureau or, or something like that. Or, like, do you have a twin or, or a cousin? Well, he was, <laughs> he looked a lot different then. Yeah, I know. I mean, but can you just say that they're distant, they're relatives? I mean, distant relatives. I mean, you can't look alike your distant relative, right? Oh, well, there's also times you can look like somebody not even related to. Yeah, so I mean, can you can you just 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 refer to this moment? 
it's probably not gonna happen. I don't think they're gonna do that. But it'd be awesome if there is some mention to this. Yeah. So as I was saying, DB was a great supervisor, but Max came and she's still my heart. Shout out to Paula Newsom, who's going to start. You know, she they decided to shoot season two, and I'm gonna want Max uh, wardrobe again because I saw her wardrobe in season one, and I want that. And I'm gonna want her wardrobe in season two. But okay, DB's character was amazing throughout his short one. And the hundred episodes, and whenever was actually. A lot of times when cases from the past were coming back in his time. They were really You know, I think this I think this is good because if done correctly it can be really good. Like how they brought the Seattle case. I and the, the Seattle case is those there is two. Yeah, like how they would bring those cases back. I mean, that was good. You know what? I really like DB, and we got to know, we got to know a lot about his family, which this is, is which is this rare. This is actually when they started to go like what how a lot of crime shows do. They do some crime and some family time. Was and those your attention to to rhyme. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> oh. But you realize some of the most successful crime shows have crime and fa and family. Like. Yeah, I know what you're gonna say, Law and Order. Nope. NCIS. Oh yes, because Bree here has been biting NCIS, and I have been biting Criminal Minds, but apparently. In the time that it took me to get to season nine of Criminal Minds, she's already on season thirteen of NCIS. Fourteen. Fourteen. And I also I watched seven seasons of Western during that time. I watched six seasons of Eureka. I watched three seasons of the newsroom. Wow. Oh, there is there is a specific episode in season fourteen that I really liked. It's one of my favorites in CSI. It's from season 14, the episode is called The Fallen, when this 16-year-old starts fire, opens fire in the PC, so uh, DB locks himself in the room with this boy, and he knew that the team needed an ID on the boy, so he... He realized that the boy's hands was like with blood and all that. So he takes the water to give to this guy that he had shot. And then DB positions the water in front of the camera so they could get the print from the, from the video. And I was like, dude, that is so smart. When my favorite episodes from his time frame was... Season 15, episode Deadwoods. Granted, in the flashbacks, you see a young McKenna Grace who has exploded since, since she was on CSI, Fuller House. She's also been on Unshowed in a lot. She also now has her own music. She was, 
she was one of the versions of young Captain Marvel. Oh, I know who she is. Yes. She has literally she was on a she was on a movie with Chris Evans too. Yes, gifted. Yeah, dude, that movie gets me every time. Dude. But yes, she is a gifted young actress. Very gifted. Yep. It's still weird for me to hear to see the teenager. I've yeah, well, like I've not been Trying to follow her well, but she's just been in so many things that I've watched, so I have followed her. Yeah, Since like she was I, I, I feel old because I feel like I watch her grow up. Yeah. Which doesn't happen often because, you know, yeah, we've seen a lot of people like Dakota Fanning grow up behind the screen, but we want coherence of it. Because Dakota Fanning was on an early episode of CSI, she was also in Oh, that episode is iconic. Yes, I have a, I have emotional connection with that episode, but let's get back to Russell. As I said, Russell was a true family man. He had a wife until they got divorced, and I think one of the reasons why he went to D.C. is because his son transferred to D.C. And his wife didn't want to follow him, but Russell did. So I think, you know. I think he wanted to spend more time with his son because we know his son a lot because he would visit DB to try and talk to him while DB was working and that, that's how Nick got to know him. Charlie was his son's name and Ben also knew Charlie. Because when Charlie's first episode was one of Ben's early episodes. You know what? I love, I really love the friendship between DB and Finn. And of course, the in the flashback episode to Seattle, they try insinuating a romantic relationship between them. No. <laughs> Never saw it. Never saw it. Like both Ted Danson and Elizabeth Shue are well ingrained in nerd culture. Well, Ted Danson, not as much as Elizabeth Shue she is, because she was in Back to the Future. Part two and three. <laughs> Carly just looked at me like I'm crazy. No, just, she's a pop culture. Breeze is our pop culture Bible here. Um. <laughs> yeah, I am. It's because I live with movies and TV. <laughs> <laughs> it all started with Dr. Hugh. Wow. Which... Alex Houston, who was on an episode of CSI, was in Dr. Who. <laughs> Sorry, I just had you to prove my point. We already oh. talked about that episode. <laughs> we did. On season 13, let's just, let just go back to season 13. There's yeah. an episode in which his son's basketball coach dies. But the opening scene... <laughs> the opening scene of this episode... Okay, if you haven't watched this episode, go. this particular scene, just go and watch it. 
is on season 13. This guy literally just have been hacked. Almost to death. He's just bleeding profusely. And this actor was Reba. Don't brush your sleeves, you know, go down to the kitchen, make some coffee, and then <laughs> he goes and get his paper. And that's when we find out that this guy, it's all been up. Yeah. Like, what? Okay. And then this episode is Christopher Rich. I think his wife was a bit pissed because Eddie B because he I I don't think there was a point that his his wife Barbara, that's her name, right? Yes. I don't think there was a point that he thought that she saw that her son had anything to deal with the coach's death. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if that ever crossed DB's mind. But just the thought of this, of because DB thought that he was uh, they was uh, withholding information about the coach. I think that. Uh, Probably that's when Barbara realized that the job was getting too much for GB at least. Or at least in their family dynamics. Because like when when his son got a got a girlfriend. That was this episode. This man like DB got the cup friend DNA and find out that this this girl was a sex worker. Like why? I mean, first of all, if if she was getting money from it and if it was consensual, I'm sorry, I don't think I don't think his son would have minded because she was getting money. She was getting good money, and with something, uh, I'm sorry, it was in the books. It was something that she was getting money for, and then I mean, I think this is kind of invasion of privacy. Because he collected the glass under the under the alias that this is for the investigation. But you were having a dinner at your house. Your house is not a crime scene. I mean, at this point, it's not a crime scene. So yeah, how... as this episode is a, it's a, it's a crime scene in a few different episodes. Like, wh- why? It just felt a bit odd. But I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's gonna, I'm sure some parents that are listening to them are like, he just had a parent hunch, which I believe in the parent hunch because my, my parents had a lot of hunches about, about people that I met and that I only found out that they were right years later. My parents haven't had matches of hunches, but my sister has. Well, my parent, my dad had a hunch about this girl when I first met her when I went to school. And then my dad told me, she is not a real friend to you. And I thought my dad was wrong. And turned out my dad was right. Maybe Debbie had that type of hunch. Or he just being you know, a I think it was just an invasion of privacy. I mean, 
if your son has to go to your work to try and talk to you, that says a lot. And that shows how much you prioritize your work family over your family. And I know, I know he's like in the future when his daughter decides to be bait to get the killer. That later kills him. And did they even talk to the mother, to Barbara? Well, so their daughter volunteered even without being asking. Their daughter is a full grown doll. It would have it would have been courteous to ask her, but he technically didn't have to. You know, one thing that I find it really satisfying is when his daughter slaps his face. Yep. Because when her daughter was kidnapped and Barbara had to beg D.B. to come back home and not help in the lab, which she was right because it was his granddaughter, so he shouldn't be working the case. Yep, which is why. And of course, thing is, whenever each supervisor, whenever somebody else was personally involved with the case, they tried to remove that person off the case. But when they were personally involved, they tried to remain on the case. I applauded Brass because he actually cut DB out of the loop a lot. Yeah. Because I mean that, that case when when this on this girl comes to Sarah because this family was killed when they were camping and then this girl comes to Sarah and says that this guy Yeah, hold on, let me drink some water. <laughs> and then <clears throat> she tells D B and then Sarah comes to DB and says she she wants to to open the case again and go through her findings to to actually figure it out what happened. And DB is a bit cautious and he's like, "Hold up, let's just analyze this for a minute." You know, I I really liked that about him, especially. Oh yes, this is I'm gonna say it, especially. His actions and forget me not, because I ain't forget how how Dragon Nick treated Tara in that episode. Okay, I ain't forget. Okay, you no, know, I would never forget. That's I think that's when I started to like Nick less and became one of the first times I was ever angry with Greg. Phoebe and 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 Morgan. And more following the evidence. I think Nick and Greg really were more a lot more faithful to Grissom than they were to the evidence. While DB, Finn, and Morgan were just like, okay, we know Sarah could never do that, okay? This, let me just remind you all, these three people have known Sarah just for a few years. Not even a few years. This was season third, middle of season 13. Just over a less year. Less than two years. Less than two years, okay? 
and then we have these two dumbasses, Brando and Sarah, for yeah. 14 years. Yeah. yeah. And they are, were ready to throw a, a Sarah's ass in jail. Somebody said she would never talk about that episode. <laughs> Don't make me. And I'm who's... just saying this because DB was following the evidence. Even Hodges was following the evidence. He was following protocol. Yes. Meanwhile, these two dumbasses decided to be a lot more faithful to a guy that was across the globe. Well, who knows what he was? Fucking ocean in the middle of the ocean. Who could only send? Well, at this point, his ex-wife a happy birthday text. Well, uh, at least she got that. There are ten of the divorce at this time. <laughs> and they can have kids. God damn it, this man, this man was calling, was calling head or left and right. Couldn't. Uh, I think he was involved in something sketchy. And he did not want, if something would, if he didn't want something to happen to Sarah, if the people he was involved with got hold of when he started, so he he probably decided, oh, Heather is already into something a lot more sketchy than this, so let me call her. And nobody will ever connect me with a formal dominatrix. Well, nobody except the people that worked with him. Yeah. Well, the reason why I brought up Pregamina is because DB was a great supervisor in that episode and he was actually doing things by the book he was yes. he was investigating things as it should have he wasn't letting his emotion get the best of him as nick and greg were because nick and greg were a lot more interesting in protecting this reputation of this guy that was somewhere in the pacific ocean Meanwhile, Morgan, Finn, and DB were actually looking for a killer. It just... It's because, like, because DB already knew that something was up with Sarah. When she took, she was dodging Grissom's calls. You know? When, like, that episode when they were investigating the death of the journalist and on TV. Get air. Uh, on air. He tries to get Sarah to open up, and Sarah didn't really open up to him. And he didn't put pressure on it. When did MTV convince Sarah to answer the phone? Yeah, if it was me, I would have probably kept ignoring and like, want to talk to me? Come and say it to my face. Yep. Um, I would have told him, if you want to divorce, come here. I literally picked up the phone and be like, oh, that's what you want. Get on a flight and come here and say it to my face. I'm not going to yep. do this over the phone. And I actually appreciated season 13 at the end. He got Sarah to take some time off in California because she had a tough year. Which is something I, that not a lot of people could do. Yeah. 
And of course, then Morgan was kidnapped, so the whole time all was cut short. But nothing yeah, to I, do about that. Sorry. Something that I really like about the bee is the way he would talk to to the witnesses, to 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 victims. And kids. Yeah. There's this episode of this guy that is going around cutting women's hair. And he and Sarah are are talk he he's talking to this woman and while Sarah was collecting evidence and he's talking they are both talking to her, trying to get her calm and by the end of it he's like don't let this guy ruin your day. Go and get her like so he says something, go and get a new haircut, you know, don't let him ruin it, everything, you know. And that's really sweet. Well it's sweet but also kind of weird. When a guy tells you what to go do to boy looks. Well, they were talking about looks, right? They were talking about about movie stars, right? Someone, I remember someone, I think Sarah said, I've been a Daniel Craig girl myself or something like that. <laughs> Did she say something? I can't remember. I haven't watched that episode in ages. I, I don't know if she said something because they were talking about, they were talking about movies and movie stars because this girl was living in a movie theater and and DB said something about Tom Cruise, I think, and Sarah said something about Daniel Craig. You know, to get her to come, to get the victim to come down. And we can really, the DB was always a supervisor that was able to compromise, like when his granddaughter got kidnapped, his, I think it was his wife to find out that his granddaughter was kidnapped. And then they got to her room. Then go check the room, so Russell runs to the room. Like, don't touch anything, my team is coming, or something like that, right? Yeah. And, of course, Sarah has to drag Nick's ass out of jail. <sighs> Sarah will do anything for this for her dumbasses, right? Sarah will do anything for her dumbasses. She <laughs> would do anything for her team. And what do they do? Tell me, Brim, what do they do? Do nothing for her. Exactly, they did nothing to her. Nothing. Found <sighs> out that she was and she and Grayson were divorced. That's when they switched keys. You know what? That's why I like Max so much. Because I mean, I've met we've met Max for ten episodes, but I know, I just know that Max will move worlds for Sarah. Okay? She and Sarah oh, is Sarah and Grayson be like, we need this file to do something. And I be like, technically, I cannot do that. There's nothing I can do for you. And then Grayson and Sarah are like, no, that's okay. You don't have to. And then I be like, that's totally okay, besties. I'm going to get the file you need. Do not worry about me. Like, Max literally looked at Sarah and said, she's my ride and die, you know. I bet this is gonna be the same thing with Catherine. Max is gonna be like, 
Catherine, Catherine, she's my girl. She's my ride and die. I'm gonna do anything for her. I know. I just, can't, I literally can't wait to see Catherine walking down the halls. I cannot wait to see Catherine kicking ass. You know, you would be, you know, it'd be really, really amazing and the ultimate girl boss move if you put Ellie, Ellie, Matt, and Catherine working the same, the same case. And then they crack it, and they like have to run after the suspect, and the three of them just get the suspect. That would be such a girl, like a girl boss move. Such a girl boss move, you know? Give me that, someone, give me that. I want it on my desk by season and, two. <laughs> and speaking about season two, it's moved nights to Thursday nights at ten p.m. Yeah, it's Thursday nights now. It's not Wednesday. It's Thursday. Which. It's honestly going to be much harder because it is up against Wall and Order Thursdays. Oh, but I wish we got rid of the photographers. But that means that our breakdowns of the episodes are going to come one day before the next episode. So stay tuned for that. And that means we're going to be recording the day after. Well, we're going, I don't know how we're going to do, but we're going to do it. Let's see how many tans I get this time around. Yes, and I'll be doing the reactions, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm the reaction season, the CSI reaction girl on Twitter. I have, I note, on my phone with reactions videos that I've been finding over the year. And I just saved the link and put it on this note app. So I can have the perfect reactions for the perfect moments, okay? I have a tons of reactions taped on my notes app, okay? Just waiting to be used. But, oh, let's talk DB and immortality. Barely in it. I was barely in it because the stars of immortality were just Grissom and Sarah, but... But also, because, also going back between that and CSI Cyber. My CSI king slash queen, uh, GB Russell, was actually getting something done. While this is just taking these. He was using technology. Yeah, I know, but he was actually getting something done. While yep. Grissom and Sarah were literally just chilling, just chilling in the middle of the forest. Waiting for the beast to come to come back, and then I have DB on his computer actually trying to do something. Well, no, what they what they, what they are doing was needed because they were able to find out exactly what location it came. Yeah, from. I know, I know. But now, like DB uh, was doing something, he was barely in it. He gave the lead to Sarah. He told Sarah. Okay, Sarah, I saw your name. You take the lead on this. No, you want Echo's job. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna let you take the lead on this. And I'm like, huh, he did. As you should. As you should. And then Sarah got a job and stayed on the job for just a few hours and then she bailed and, and went to the sea with Grissom. Yep. Honestly, Vegas was not meant for them as a couple. Oh, 
Yeah, San Francisco was for them. It was made for them as well. I don't think Sarah would have wanted to stay in the sea during the winter. So I think Sarah would literally just tell Grissom, let's get back to San Francisco. Let's just stay a few months there until okay. the winter is gone. She went to Harvard. You have to be, get used to the winters quickly in New England. Yeah, I know, but does she, would she want to stay in that boat during the winter? When she could stay cozy, like really cozy and comfortable inside a house. But she liked her turtlenecks and, and scarves. That'd be much better for San Francisco winter than Las Vegas heat. Well, and <clears throat> my, my voice is getting thinner. Um, Brie, what are we going to talk about next week? What we were supposed to talk about. <laughs> this week but we both kind of forgot about it we both yeah. scatterbrained Bartan and Catherine yeah this episode, this week's episode was supposed to be about, about Bartan and Catherine but we both assumed it was DB and not Bartan and Catherine yep. so we're, we'll be getting Bartan and Catherine next week thank you uh, hopefully I'll my voice will be better but thank you so much for listening to us Thank you. you. Thank you for listening. We love you. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.